in this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, and Mr. Sam Robertson, you are going to get remarkable strategies for recovering all and entering in to the rich, abundant, not modest blessing cycles of God. Join us in this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. And of course, I am joined once again in the studio by my glorious sidekick and friend, Sam Robertson. How are you, Sam? Yes, I'm good. I'm excited. It's our first time recording this podcast this side of the year. So I'm really excited to share some of what we've been sharpening each other on and talking about. So that will be be fun. And actually, can we just say, for the first time ever, we are recording this in my new house. So we have uh, dismantled the living room and reset Mm -hmm. up and wheeled in an office table. And we now at the table with us for the first time ever have producer Todd. As he will now be known on every podcast, producer Todd. Producer Todd, who does not have a microphone, but... Todd, feel free to interject and keep us right. So you'll not be able to hear his voice. Actually, can you throw your voice? That sounds like a weird question. Hello. Go. Try. Hello. That is you may You may hear him eventually. Todd is American, but sounds Irish. And it's amazing. Which is a remarkable thing to happen to any human being. It's by the spirit. That by the spirit of God... They start life with an American accent and turn out with an, uh, an Irish <laughs> accent. It. It's an amazing thing to have happen to anybody because, of course, we believe God speaks with an Irish accent. We. We. <laughs> Glaswegian. <laughs> don't, don't take that too seriously. That is tongue-in-cheek and jokes. Okay. Uh, God clearly does not talk in an Irish accent. I feel like I now need to just... <laughs> just, just to clarify. To clarify in case we accidentally offend anybody with our Irish sense of humour. Um, okay, well, today, actually, Sam, can I ask you a question? Of course. Of course. Have you ever felt like, oh my goodness, what did I do wrong? I feel like I was in blessing and now I'm not. I feel like I was walking this path of sweet favour where God seemed to be present, where he was findable with ease and then all of a sudden it is like nothing is straightforward and you go into this, what happened? Have you ever lived cycles like that? Absolutely. And you feel like you're in a spin, in a whirlwind. How did I get here? What decision did I make that brought me to this point? Or I so thought, God, that was the right decision or that was the right choice or the right moment. Yet look where I am right now. And I think probably all our viewers and listeners are putting up their hands right now saying, either I've walked through a place like that. I actually think a lot of you probably feel like, I'm in that I place, might be right, in that place right now. Now, I think a, the couple of things that happen, I think sometimes we live in the ease and the favour and the blessing of God and then God says, test time, test time, examination season and he kicks us into this place where we've not necessarily sinned or done anything wrong. In fact, quite the opposite. He tests us because we are we are proving ourselves faithful and he wants to see if we can bear more weight he wants to see if we can take more glory and that usually comes through a test so i think there is a don't panic type conversation there 
I think the second thing that happens is, oh man, we have not learned a lesson that we should have learned. And then we actually are flicked out of the blessing cycles of God. And God says, no, 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 no. I need you to put some things right here. And I make some things deliberately a little bit like a thorn bush that, that is spiky and difficult so that you will make some different decisions. Mm -hmm. I actually had somebody recently say to me, I'm having these panic attacks. And I said, okay, this is not normal for you. Um, Why are you having these panic attacks? I said, let's do a a review. Let's review where you are spiritually. Well, that all seemed good. Let's uh, do a review of where you are um, emotionally. Well, that all seemed good. You know, releasing forgiveness, not carrying offense. Oh, okay. Let's review where you are relationally. And they're dating somebody who's not Christian. They're not in Mm -hmm. the right a covenant with what where God wants them to be and of course the blessing cycle of their life they've been kicked out of it and it's opened the door and God is saying come on if you want back in the blessing cycle you gotta and be able to answer the question God are you delaying me Mm -hmm. God are you testing me God are you putting me through something because I've actually done well or God are you putting me through something where your hand of blessing doesn't seem quite as heavily on me because and I'm clicking my fingers because my friends i actually have opened a door somewhere and i need to do a life review and lesson learning because when you're in the blessing cycle sometimes the key lessons that you need to learn that enable you to be promoted or to move into new fresh territory you only learn when you are even kicked out of those blessing cycles or you feel that you're not in the full stride of it and i think for our our listeners to, to honestly come before God and say, tell me, where am I in the blessing cycle? And if I'm out of it, honestly, Holy Spirit, how did I get here? Because that's how you learn the lesson. And actually, as much as it's painful sometimes not being in the blessing cycle, you've got to receive it as an opportunity to be conformed into the image of Christ, to change behaviors, to learn better decision-making, to learn better choices, to choose better relationally, to choose better in your habits and, and how you lead your life. And in that place, that actually brings you to a space where God can then reintroduce you into blessing into the into his blessing cycles i do think that it's worth saying my my belief reading scripture is of a generous kind god yeah and i understand a parental heart you understand the heart of being a fiance Mm. because since we last recorded Woohoo! Got engaged. You've got engaged. Congratulations, Sam Robertson. And so we understand that our hearts as parents or those who are about to walk up the aisle, whatever it happens to be, those we're relationally connected to, we actually want to bless them. Totally. And I think that's the same heart of God. He actually wants to bless you. And I love the scriptures that talk about at his right hand, um, there are pleasures evermore. The sense of the God who desires, who desires to give good gifts and who desires that you walk in treasure and in pleasure. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't grudge blessing his children. It's not something that he wants to work himself up to or only has a small percentage of blessings to give. It's his, it's a father's good pleasure to bless us. And he wants to give us 
our desires. He wants to give us the riches of his glory. And I love even the the, the verses, you know, the the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit, And the sense of the abundance even as being part of the kingdom of following the king that we get to partake in. I think the top tip really that we're getting at for you today is for you now to proactively say this to God. God, whatever lesson I need to learn can I learn it fast? Yeah. How fast can I learn this? Absolutely. If I am kicked out of the blessing cycle because I am um, in error, help me learn the lesson and shut the door Absolutely. so that I can come back into the fullness of your covenant. Or if I'm actually in a test by your hand so I can carry more glory, God, help me learn this fast. What do I need to do to learn this lesson with speed because honestly who wants to be stuck in a wilderness long term come on come on yes okay i actually do believe this that by our prayers today we can help you walk back into the blessing cycle now listen well and intentionally as i say these things I do believe that you, yes, you, you have a place in the earth, you have a call in the earth, you have a portion to fulfill, you have anointings that are on your life to be walked into. Your role is supposed to be that you walk in extending the kingdom of God, its culture, its truth, its ways. And God is saying, I don't want you to live in crisis. Come on. I don't want you to anymore be stuck in a crisis when the promise of God for 2023 is that you can feast from Psalm 23 in the presence of your enemies. Come on. And I believe that God is saying to his people this year, you now need to recover blessings. You now need to think about restored inheritance and not get so religious and shut down that you actually accidentally think, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not deserving. I'm not worthy of. And I remember, um, We'd been in a period of homelessness some years ago. Um, in fact, we've just come out of another period of homelessness. David, I seem to have had a re- re- repetitive cycle of, of homelessness from time to time. But I remember when we went to look at the house that we ended up living in last time and we stood in the front drive and it was um, it was a gift of a house from extreme horrendous homelessness of seven months in my friend's attic yes you heard me right in my friend's attic and um it was a tough time and David and I stood in front of this house and David said to me in true Presbyterian Christian guilt he said to me Emma this house is not modest now there's an absolute place for modesty and I said I know how do we deal with this How do we deal with what looks like a blessing? And there was a moment, I think, in our Presbyterian Protestant guilt where we wanted to push away the blessing of God. And I rung my spiritual mentor, Dr. Sharon Stone, and I said to her, Sharon, um, it looks like we're getting out of homelessness. She, She knew we'd been homeless for seven months in our friend's attic. And I said, Sharon, we're looking at this house. I told her nothing about it. I said, Sharon, we just need a word of the Lord. And she said this. 
She said, the spirit of the Lord, she actually says, I don't think I've got a word for you. As all good prophets start. I don't think, I don't think I've got a <laughs> word for you. Anything. You know, oh, hang on a minute. I suddenly do. Yeah. You know, I'm flicking it. And she said, Emma, the spirit of the Lord says, this house is not a presumption and God is not modest. Wow. And she literally yeah. put an arrow Straight through the heart of our Presbyterian yeah. religious nonsense mm-hmm. uh, where we were like, no, 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 we don't want too much. We don't want to be too blessed. We don't want to be too blessed. Now, hear me well. We then go through cycles of test and yeah. blessing and test and blessing. And that scriptural concept where Paul says I've learned to be content in nothing and I've learned to be content in riches and that sense of God putting us in cycles to keep us dependent on him because he wants us to be trustworthy more than anything else and he wants us actually to be those who always are grateful but he uses cycles of blessing and lack, I think, to test us to be able to hold glory. Absolutely. Because we've said and you've taught before, when it comes to money or or riches, whatever it may be, God's heart isn't for you to be poor. It's also not for you to be rich. It's for you to be trustworthy. And that trustworthiness only comes out of a tested place where yes. and, and the tested place let me say is not always having nothing the tested place is having abundance and god saying well what are you going to do with it how are you yes. going to steward it I, I i actually think having done both much and little repetitively in cycles of our lives the greater test is, is when much. you're blessed and what how, what does that do to your heart yes. and how does your heart respond with how that? do you how do you think about stewarding mm-hmm. provision absolutely um uh, it's it's a massive responsibility in the kingdom of god yeah particularly in the western world where totally. you know that even our lack in the western world is greater than abundance i do think that there is a mindset that god is saying i want to kick you into the rhythms of of the cycles of my blessing. I don't want you out of them. And I actually think that the blessing cycles of God are not just provision. I actually believe that some of you, like David, my husband David, not King David, although he is my king, but yes, okay, (laughs) uh, that many of you stand like David, my husband, on the gate uh, pathway to that old house that we used to live in because it was a, a gift of a house for a season and there is a tendency to say i'm not worthy yeah. now we're not but we are by christ mm-hmm. or to say um i want to squander my blessing because um uh, i feel uh, uh presbyterian guilt protestant work ethic guilt but i actually think that the rhythm cycles of god blessing means relational covenants get restored i believe that god wants to restore you into relational covenants that are relationally rewarding i believe that god wants to restore you in an extravagant non-modest way come on into the most life-giving relationships you've ever had i believe god wants to restore you in a cycle of blessing 
into knowing and being secure that you've heard his voice where he does not obscure himself. I believe he wants to restore you into the cycles where you don't just receive provision, but you are a provision to others where the blessing of God enables you to open up supply lines for other people. I think that getting into the rhythm of the cycle of God's blessing means you understand how to appropriate resources and how to receive what was stolen lost or robbed to release it not only down your family inheritance but into the lives of others Absolutely. and the cry once again so we're completely clear is you have got to be one who says help me learn the lesson of this moment absolutely absolutely and i think we're in a 1 Samuel 30 type season where David was distressed, where where he had lost, David and his, his mighty men had experienced great loss, great, there, there was murder, there was kidnap, there was debt, there was all sorts. And David um, is inquiring of God, do I have permission to pursue? Do I have permission to recover all or do I sit right where I am? And God says, no, pursue for you shall surely surely overtake them and without fail recover all and there is this sense of needing to regain your military mindedness even here to say actually god now that i've learned the lesson i am going to recover all and god really started to speak to me out of those two words recover all and this recovery and it's it's with what you're saying here about these blessing cycles of restoration that we're coming into this recovery the lord is saying of finances resources assets that i think have been lost uh, even since uh, before covid in 2020 there's recovery hear this right now from emotional trauma I actually believe where emotional trauma has caused great family conflict. There is recovery in that area from character assassination attempts, false witness, slander, accusations. There's recovery even for some of you of prophetic promises that have been stolen. Fatigue you are recovering from. Exhaustion you are recovering from. Depression that's blinded your eyes to the goodness of God you're recovering from. But let me say this, you're recovering not so that you feel good you're recovering so you can then apply that same blessing to other people as well and this recover all is not just about god you're restoring me to my former state i am recovering all by the hand of god so that i can be a solution so that i can be a resource so that i can be a force of recovering all for other people as well and this place that god is bringing us to is this sense of actually i think sometimes we get so out of balance in our conversations about restoration where it's about me myself and i well i lost this so god restore it so that i can get back to my former state and god is saying no i restore you so you can restore others i heal you so you can heal others if you recover in a place of 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 mental health of depression of whatever it may be that's a recovery so that you can then apply that recovery to other individuals too i think this is the great shift out of all of the issues that we had with are weird and very unhelpful financial journeys in the Western church and other uh, 
cultures can speak for themselves our our experience is as Europeans with the Western church and you alluded to it earlier we very much thought about resourcing finances blessing um good connections yeah. healthy uh, physical frames um all of that kind of goodness of God as an individual thing and God, I think, is smashing that thought. And he's saying, no, 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 uh, you're right. I'm not a modest God. I don't just apply my grace and my mercy in little pieces. Yeah. My love is passionately wild. My provision is extravagant. Mm. My kingdom in Isaiah is an ever-increasing kingdom of the increase of course there is no end and this concept of the god who is actually a takeover god Mm -hmm. and uh where the mountains become his or, or where he states his great ownership of everything the silver and gold is mine and so you see the vastness of the god who rules and reigns and owns everything but i think we took that and we applied his great abundance Far too personally. Absolutely. And I think when God is shifting us now out of our wilderness and out of our learning seasons and out of our testing cycles, uh, you use the word recover all. The phrase God give, gave me was the the, the cycles yeah. of God's blessing or the rhythm of the cycles of God's blessing. In essence, he's saying you must now think with responsibility absolutely and the lessons that you are going to be learning oh hear me well the lessons you are going to be learning is a death to your individual and individualistic tendencies and a sense of who can i include absolutely and how can i spread a blessing come on and as i break through and as i learn we all break into the next level of glory come on whatever that needs to be um and whether that's a relational level of glory um i i actually feel like what i'm watching here is church organizations and ministries with corporate trauma Mm -hmm. And I think the corporate trauma has come to the people of God um, through the pandemic and through the tr- the attempts to rebuild post the pandemic. And I actually think some of the ways God is going to be abundantly blessing us is, yes, we can talk finances, but that sounds very one dimensional. Yeah. I think he's going to put us into a recovery of all or a blessing cycle where the quality of our relationships end their cycle of corporate trauma and we come into this rhythm of togetherness that is an abundant blessing of god and god is saying look part of the test is you need each other yeah totally how can i learn how to be codependent and interconnected absolutely fast that's one of the ways you're going to get out of your wilderness totally how can i learn um how to pick up the phone or have people round. I think that's a massive portion mm. of the recovery all or mm. the blessing cycles of God. And you see that in the relationship that Barnabas had with, with Paul and Barnabas picked up what he had of relational currency. He used his relational blessing to open doors for Paul who would then spread yes. great blessing throughout the communities and the regions there. I do think there is a great difference between having and using versus stewarding and that mindset of wow. stewardship is wow, different wow, wow. Say, from just, that just mindset that of using so really that. there's a difference between having and using 
versus stewarding and stewardship and we think of resources as having or as using and that's a very static sort of mindset where you gather you accumulate but stewardship is just this sense of my resources whatever they may be whether it's great riches in money or great riches in relationships or great riches in space and possessions my resources are a river and i want them to flow continually acknowledging that it first begins with god but what i have may it be something i steward for others and to those who steward to those who use what God has given, much is given uh, to them already. And I think this whole idea of I need to accumulate, I need to use, or I need to have, that is then, that's where the doors to greed and mammon start to open up. Yes. But when you have this heart of God, I just want to be a steward with whatever my possessions are, whatever my riches are, God, give me that heart of a steward. It's in that place where God says, here are more blessings because I know that what I give to you will not begin and end with yourself and not will, and will not begin and end with your own needs. They'll be a resource and a rescuing and a blessing for others too. Let, let me tell you a story. In fact, it's actually on um, the GPA uh, the Global Prophetic Alliance's um, Instagram uh, and I didn't actually know that it was happening but one of our staff Karis Rimmer an absolute delight of a member of staff in a, uh, she's probably mid-twenties now she does a roving um, mm. camera where she interviews at our conferences yeah. And she happened to grab hold of my son in one of her roving interviews with my 15-year-old and um we had a fascinating conversation as a mum and son uh, afterwards. I've been teaching in our Start the Year Right January conference um, about taking responsibility and the concept that where I've had a victory and I've broken through, that I can actually lay my hands on somebody else and appropriate that in somebody else's life because I've had a victory. So whether it's an academic thing where you were told that you were stupid as a Mm. child, but oh my, you suddenly have some qualifications to your name, or whether you had a mental health crisis, but now you are of sound mind, or whether it is just a financial um, decimation, you are prone to financial catastrophe but then all of a sudden you've learned how to be a stewarder of resources or whether it's um you had an eating disorder and now you're looking after your physical frame in a really robust way or you were self-destructing in relationships and now you're not Mm -hmm. that actually you have that ability within you because you have broken through to appropriate that in the lives of somebody else and peter my 15 year old said to me mommy i didn't know that now first of all i'm shocked at my poor parenting because i'm like how the heck did that child not know that already because surely he lives with me But it's interesting, isn't it? What you think is instinctive or innate in your family culture, you discover in hearing him interviewed by one of our staff that it wasn't instinctive or innate. And I think that's the point you're making about stewarding, that actually you and I and you who are listening have breakthroughs Mm -hmm. that you maybe don't realize are breakthroughs that you then rob from the body of christ now if you rob that from the body of christ and you think that's my individual breakthrough and you don't learn how to steward that you actually then 
go to a place where you're not trusted by God yeah. to receive another blessing because you didn't appropriate and push out the first blessing. And I think there is that sense where God is saying, look, are you learning that even that time where you thought you're, I don't know, let's pick something that, that is quite common in today's younger generation. Let's go for self-harm. Mm -hmm. the, the self-harming community is is wild and secret yeah. and prolific and hidden. And yet there are loads of people who break out of that. I understand how to steward my pain. I've learned how to not cut. So if I've learned, uh, not me personally, but many of us, if that if that's a thing in your life that you then can say, I have broken through in the ownership and the stewarding of my pain. Yeah. Come on. And I, yeah, I actually think right now, some of you are going to have to, when we finish, get yourself a piece of paper and start to ask God, where have I broken through? You're yes. actually going to have to list this. It's not just going to happen to you where you start to apply the breakthrough. Where have you broken through? Some of you are going to have peculiar breakthrough areas where you have had a victory you're gonna to have to start to write this so you know what you have authority in so you know what you can now apply because when you understand where you've broken through that's where you then start to walk with this uh, impulse of i'm a solution i'm a solution because i have in my hands whether it's a breakthrough with o over poverty or it's a breakthrough with relationships or it's a breakthrough in, in mental health you walk with this awareness of where can i apply it where can i apply it who needs breakthrough yes. where can i apply it and there's this kind of impulsive I i've had a breakthrough and now i want to release it to other people the god who is not modest absolutely and says to you i don't want you to be modest with your life either Come on. i want you to appropriate freedom and liberty in other people's lives or breakthrough financially which is our obvious go-to but that sense for us today where god is saying look you you are in a wilderness a little bit like my children in the days of moses who broke out of captivity mm -hmm. and did not know how to apply that and you are still in a place of wilderness not because you're not actually free yeah but because there is yet to dawn on you the responsibility that you actually can slay some giants and appropriate that in the lives of other people push that blessing Come on. on and i think let me leave you for the third time in this episode with the question God, what's the lesson I need to learn? And how fast can I learn that lesson so that I actually can step into the fullness of the blessing cycle or the recovery of all? And may I suggest to you, my friends and podcast listeners, that it's likely to be a thought about corporate responsibility rather than anything individual. Mm. Amen. Woo. Well, it's lovely to have you with us on What the Prophets Say. Join us again as we sit and chat in my living room. I wish you could be here in person and see. It's not quite decorated. There's still unpacked boxes in the corner. But we love having your ears and your heart journey along with us. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. You clearly ooze stamina. May I gently encourage you to jump over to our website, propheticscots.com, where you can download my e-course, 
the Prophetic Warrior, nine highly interactive sessions that will equip and train you to hear the voice of God with ease. Make sure that you subscribe and like and share this podcast. You don't want to miss all the things we have coming up for you.